Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, Baltimore Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations on the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome to Sports Tonight. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, BSL NFL Analyst Sid Seraf, excited to speak to him, uh, get into the action of this past week, and look to this coming weekend. First, a word from the sponsor, Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One, their third generation family business, established in 1959, located on Main Street in beautiful, historic downtown Westminster. They're the oldest floor covering store in Carroll County and one of Maryland's longest running flooring businesses. For all your flooring needs, think Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One. Sid, how are we doing? Great, great. Good to be back. Good to have you. It is Wednesday night, uh, so we're a few days away. I'm I'm still uh, getting over Cincinnati boat racing the Ravens in Baltimore during the second half Sunday. Uh, The Ravens definitely, they have real defensive limitations along with their O-line and uh, the running game outside of Lamar. But, hey, let's stick with Cincinnati for a second. So, are the Bengals now a legitimate AFC contender? I mean, you'd have to consider them one. Even though I kind of feel that second half against the Ravens got a little ridiculous. I think that, you know, you had a couple of those big plays to Uzuma, the, Uzuma, the tight end, especially that one really long touchdown uh, catch and run by Jamar Chase. There were three defenders right in that area. Just none of them could find a way to bring him down. And so it got a little ridiculous in that second half. I mean, it was 41-17. I don't view that as indicative of the talent gap between these two teams. I think it just sometimes happens. You start running downhill, and then all of a sudden things just snowball, and you you know you get away. From, you know the whole game gets away from you. But I think you know as impressive as I was with Cincinnati's offense, and you know Burrow was amazing, had 113 quarterback rating, threw for over 400 yards. I was really more impressed with Cincinnati's defense. I thought they really got after Lamar Jackson, uh, held him under 50%, you know, completion, sacked him five times. That was a really impressive defensive effort. I thought that was something that they can really build on. I don't think that that would be a repeat if these two, when these two teams play again. I think uh, you'll have a lot uh, closer if and that's if yeah. he wins. You know, I, I'm with you. I, I think the Cincinnati's defense was a story. Cincinnati has good skill position uh, talent, but the defense that was a nice statement from them. Obviously, it's not a 41, 17, 24 point disparity between the, the, the teams, but. Cincinnati division game got the uh, got that road uh, uh, W that, and that's huge and uh, puts them in great position to maybe claim the division. So um, credit to uh, uh, Cincinnati and uh, you know, good for them with uh, second year of Burrow and stepping forward. So let's stay in the AFC. Uh, Titans, we've talked about them often. They beat up the Chiefs uh, 27-3. They improved the 5-2. and two. Looks like the Bills in Tennessee seem to be the uh, the best of the AFC at this point. So how do you compare and contrast those two teams? Um, I still like Buffalo defensively much better than I like Tennessee. Um, especially the next few weeks, I think schedule-wise, things are really going to kind of work out for Buffalo because check out their next three games. They're just, they just came off a bye. They've got the Dolphins this week, the Jags next week, and then the Jets after that. And then you look at the Titans – 
they have a tough matchup against the Colts this week. You know, we'll talk about that in a little, in a little bit. Then they've got the then they're at the Rams, and then they got at home against New Orleans, which is kind of a you know can't really pencil that in one way or the other. That'll be any Sean Payton coach team is going to give you a hard time. So that's I think the schedule is really working out for Buffalo in the short term, but in the long term, I think I like Buffalo more just because I like them defensively. Yeah, that seems to uh, <clears throat> match up well with. If you're looking at like the advanced analytics and uh, like football outsiders and their DVOA, I believe the Bills are, uh, I think they're first overall in, in uh, the defensive rating. Uh, and Tennessee is 20th overall in DVOA. And uh, uh, that's probably, you know, they're being overly penalized, I believe, from the uh, Jets' loss. But, uh, and that'll, that'll improve. But, um, definitely, it looks like the Bills' defense would be the biggest uh, difference between the two. The one thing I'll say about the Titans is, and I saw on the national shows getting around to mentioning it this weekend, we talked about it earlier in the year, when you've got Henry and then you've got the two uh, uh, big wide receivers on the outside, they're a physical mismatch for most uh, for most teams. Uh, and <laughs> Uh, somebody's going to have one-on-one coverage outside because you've got to have the uh, guys in the box to try and contain Henry. <laughs> and that's, uh, uh, you know, they're going to be a tough out. Yeah, yeah, I think you definitely had that one right. Yes. Uh, we'll stay in the AFC just a little bit further and look out west. Uh, Vegas was 5-2, and two, the Chargers are 4-2, and two, and Kansas City with that loss is now – Three and four. So who wins the West, and does KC rebound and make the playoffs? Uh, obviously, I'm not going to rule out the Chiefs, but, man, that was bad uh, that last week. And it was just uh, – and their defense is bad, and then Patrick Mahomes is just – again, if you want to look at certain uh, certain numbers that he has, they're great. He's still throwing for a lot of yards, throws for a lot of touchdown passes. But he's turning the ball over, and their offense doesn't look – it looks like a shell of itself in a sense at times than it did in years past. And they didn't, they haven't been able to sort of flip that switch every single uh, week that they used to be able to, where they could, you know, fall behind by double digits, you know, 10 to 14 points. And it wasn't really a big deal, but if they're going to keep making mistakes, if guys can't get open, this is going to get real ugly. I don't buy into the Raiders. I don't care. Every year we have this same, uh, thing like, are they for real? Oh man, they're five and two. Guess what? They're five and two. Wouldn't be surprised if they go to six and two. Then I wouldn't be surprised if they lose six in a row. So it's just is. I'm not going to buy into them yet. If I had to pick one, I'd obviously say the Chargers right now. I think they're the most complete team in that division. Uh, even though they had a couple, they had a tough loss the last time they played. Uh, but again, we're now in going into what week eight? It, it's go time. You know, you're going to have to start making some adjustments here. And I don't know. It just seems that uh, Kansas City has got a lot of problems, and I'm not sure how they're going to fix it. Yeah, in past years, Mahomes has been the uh, equalizer, but this uh, this year, the defense is a real issue, and uh, his turnovers. Uh, and uh, I mean, <laughs> turnovers. You would think that would improve. That hasn't been a particular issue for him previously, but. Uh, when you get behind in games and you're forcing forcing it more, and then of course every team is kind of like 
adopted the same playing style against Kansas City of dropping in the coverage. And I just feel like he's trying to hit the home run every t- every uh, uh, every play instead of maybe taking what's available to him. Um, yeah, I kind of I, I I might be a little bit higher on Vegas, but I don't fully believe into him. And I do also lean to the Chargers. I'm not writing off Kansas City yet, but. And I, I think we talked about this last week, that even if they lost the Titans, I wouldn't write them off. But the fact that it was 27-3 to and they were just kind of manhandled in that game, that does give a, a look, and maybe there's some deeper issues there. Absolutely. We'll uh, shift to the NFC now. Big uh, matchup tomorrow night with uh, Green Bay at Arizona. It looks like the Packers could, or uh, I'm not sure if they're definitively about Devonta uh, Adams. Devontae Adams, who was on the COVID list, uh, Football Outsiders, DVOA, Arizona second overall, eighth in offense, second in defense, sixth in special teams, Green Bay 11th overall, fourth in offense, but just 24th in defense and 28th in special teams. So what are you expecting to see here? Um, Well, it seems like the Packers already have their excuse, don't they, if they lose or if they get boat race tomorrow? <clears throat> looks like they're not going to have Devonta, or they might. They might have Devonta Adams tomorrow. Doesn't look like they're going to have Adam Lazard because he tested positive and he's not vaccinated, from what I understand. So, doesn't seem like he's going to play. But it's it's not so much. You take out Lazard. That's not that's something. But then you add that with Devonta Adams, that's going to be a problem. And uh, listen, Aaron Rodgers has had some <clears throat> nightmare losses in Arizona over his career, and uh, I think tomorrow will be a good opportunity. Even if uh, Green Bay does lose this game, which I think they will, you're not putting too much out there on tape uh, for in case these two teams have to match up again in the playoffs. You can kind of, you know, do your thing. No one's really expecting you to win. Who knows? You know, it may actually end up – I know the line is ballooned to about six and a half uh, points in favor of the Cardinals when it started out at three and a half, especially once the wide receivers were kind of thought to be ruled out. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I think – you're going to have to go Arizona in this game, but I don't think it's, you know, I don't think the Packers will be that upset, upset about this if they, you know, if they lose. Obviously, they don't want to get embarrassed on national TV, but, you know, I doubt that will happen. So in addition to uh, the Cardinals and Packers, Tampa Bay, Dallas and the Rams also obviously in the AF- NFC, and each of those uh, five teams look like maybe five of the seven best teams overall. Do you think you will see two to three teams uh, separate from the pack in the second half of the year? I don't know. I mean, see, the Rams and the Bucks have already played. Uh, The Rams and the Packers are going to play later on this year. Uh, The Cardinals and Packers are already playing um, uh, tomorrow. Uh, You know, by the time you listen to this, uh, it might be today. And uh, I don't see Dallas really falling behind, and you know, especially in their awful division. I don't, you know, they're going to have a good amount of wins. I think we're going to have that big sort of pile up there at the top with those four or five teams, uh, with four or five teams, and then you're going to have whatever's left over, sort of trying to fight and claw for those last remaining spots. But yeah, there's no reason for me to believe that any of, the, especially Tampa and Dallas. I think are there. They've got a pretty good road going forward. I mean, the Rams and the Cardinals might beat up on each other a little bit, but I, I think looking at the Cardinals now, I think they're just having watched them over seven weeks and why we watched both those teams. I, I seriously think it's pretty clear that the Cardinals are playing better than the Rams, even though the Rams are an excellent team too. 
We'll go to this week, uh, Pittsburgh at Cleveland. Uh, division game, both have plenty to play for. Who wins? Uh, it all depends, right? I mean, are we going to see Case Keenum on Sunday or are we going to see Baker Mayfield? He says his left shoulder's feeling a lot better, uh, so that's something, but we still, that's up in the air. Uh, listen, uh, the Browns are 3-1 and one at home uh, this year. The Steelers are 1-1 one and one away from home. Uh, the Steelers' offense is god-awful. They are almost 60 points. They have scored almost 60 points less than the next team above them in the division, which is Cleveland, actually. <clears throat> so if Cleveland is going to tee off on this, in the Steelers' non-existent offense, I'm going to take the Browns, especially at home. Indianapolis is 3-4. and four. They've already lost once to the Titans. They get a second shot this weekend in Indianapolis. Uh must win for the Colts if they're going to be a playoff team? Yeah. Well, no. Because if the loss still drops them to three and five, uh, if they want to stay in pay, uh, on pace for a division crown, yes, then it is a must win. But I think that they could still kind of backdoor into the playoffs. if they. If, but at some point, they're going to have to run off like about a good five, six wins in a row. So, I mean, it's – I don't think it's must-win yet, but, you know, it's 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 getting there. <laughs> it's getting to be that time of season. Yeah, and I guess the point there with uh, the 17th game and a seventh, uh, you know, uh, berth in each conference, that does give some room uh, there for air. Who's more vulnerable this week, Tampa Bay at New Orleans or Dallas at Minnesota? Uh, I'm going to say uh, – Dallas and Minnesota, and that's not really because I I really truly believe it. I just don't think that you know uh, you know I, it's kind of it's going to sound jerky to say this, but I mean if you're going to ask me Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston, I'm just going to pick Tom Brady every single day. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think it, I don't think it's jerky. It's, yes, you know, it's, right. No, I'm not a Jameis hater either. You know what I mean? Like I think he can be good. Not a lot of talent. There's ability there. It just. Uh, you know, can Jameis avoid uh, the turnovers? Really, really, I would like Jameis a whole lot better if he just didn't do the whole eating the W or the uh, uh, some of his other. <laughs> Somebody you just want to like shake and just, like, just stop talking. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it'll be yeah. fine. You know, but uh, I don't know what I mean. Like, yeah, just by process of elimination by default, I would say Dallas. But you know, I, I don't really truly believe that. I think Dallas would be just fine. Let's finish up uh, the week. What's on Sid's mind? Um, well, I'm not, I'm not exactly going to be breaking new ground here, but this whole Mike Tomlin thing uh, really had me laughing uh, just because, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not going to you know say anything here that a lot of people haven't already said, but just the fact that he's been – he's the third longest tenured coach in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. we got Bill Belichick. He and Sean Payton are above him, and then you have Mike Tomlin. And unlike the other two coaches, he's never had a losing season. And he's playing for an organization in the Steelers that has had three coaches over God knows how many years they've been around. And just, you know, I don't think he necessarily had to get as upset as he did about being asked if he would take a USC job just because it was in the news and Carson Palmer had said something. I don't think it was out of bounds to ask him that question. But I just remember the first time I heard that I, I was laughing and I, I'm somebody who follows USC very closely and I'm going, yeah, good luck getting him to come to, to rebuild a program 
when he's if you want to have yeah. the discussion that the Steelers are the best job, one of the best jobs in sports, I could I could have that with you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut that off. I I didn't totally get his reaction, so we can get into it a little bit. So like I watched it, and he mentioned Peyton and Belichick, and the you know. I think actually, think he think he said uh, Andy Reed. Peyton and Reed. Yeah. Right. So that made me wonder if he saw a racial connotation with with uh, with that. And I guess my thought is, if he didn't have any interest in the USC job, he could say, "Hey, I you know, I'm very content in my job." But I don't think it, like a, a college job is necessarily like a a step down from an NFL position. I, I feel like it's a different job, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird because it's, you don't want to say it's apples and oranges because it's still football, <clears throat> but it's a totally different animal. Like the people that can, and I think it's almost a compliment to Tomlin. Because, like, just take it on its face. Like, do you think Tomlin could work in college? Yeah, I absolutely do. I think he could definitely recruit and uh, get guys in the building and hire right people and really coach them up. I have full confidence that he could do that. Do I think Andy Reid could work at the college level? No. I mean, he's a genius. Yeah. I think Andy Reid's walking into a kid's uh, living room at this stage, and that's, uh, you know, working out. I mean, there's a million different things about coaching in college versus pros, right? I mean – you're you're coaching one kids, not adults. Uh, you're dealing with that. You're dealing with the families. You're dealing with boosters. Uh, you know, maybe, and you might not have any desire to be be that. But I don't necessarily think it's like a. I, I don't see it as a slap to say, "Hey, could you potentially be interested in this uh, in this position?" But sure. Uh, but for him, as you said. One of the premier NFL coaches, one of the premier NFL franchises, wouldn't expect him to have any interest in that position, or <laughs> yeah, you know, or otherwise. But uh, I, yeah, uh, I, I don't think it's demeaning that USC could have potential interest. Hey, you want to? <laughs> some booster wants to step up and write a blank, uh, a blank check. Then you I'm, know, I'm sure you could find one associated right. with the university. I'm sure there's plenty of, as has been shown in the news, there's plenty of money going in and out of that college. So, uh, I don't, I, I think the money would not, would be, actually be the least of their issues. I'm sure they can find it. And I'd be more than happy to see Tomlin shipped out of the AFC North. That, but it's not going to happen. We both, <laughs> not, 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 yeah, not happening. And he's going to find a way to keep this Steelers team competitive this year with uh, the defense and probably their running game and a shell of Ben. Uh, uh, but, but you know what? And even if, like, one day he decides to leave, as he, it'll be his decision. And, oh, my God, he would be – he would – in broadcasting, he would get millions. I think all all, cha- all the networks that broadcast football would be banging on his door with giant suitcases full of money to throw at him if, if he was available. Yeah, I mean, the thing with him and uh, and Harbaugh, they're both still relatively uh, young guys, and Absolutely. they've had these extremely long, long tenures where you wonder, you know, is it going to go on for forever? Do they have that extended run, or will they wind up with another uh, stop in between? But definitely feel Tomlin could write his own check anywhere he wanted it, if if he wanted to leave. 
Good thoughts, Sid. As always, uh, we'll look for your next article later in the week. And uh, anybody come and join the discussions, NFL or otherwise, at BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. Check out Sid's uh, next article at the site. And you can find Sid on Twitter where... Good stuff. Take care, guys. We'll be back next week.